Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavelle, and today is February 3rd, 2023, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast. I'm joined by Nicole Thomas, Vice President of Information Sales and Services for McKinney Flavelle. Hello, Nicole. Hey. How we doing, Michael? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good to have you on the podcast today. Yes, it is. It is very good to be on the podcast today because it is Friday. Oh, man. What a week. Yeah. You know what makes for a very fun week? What's that? A child with a uh, stomach virus. Oh, you know, that's uh, that's always fun. I've- oh, yeah. I love cleaning up. I love cleaning up puke. So yeah. Much fun. No, that's, uh, that's good. I, I'm sure some of our listeners out there can relate. Hopefully <laughs> yes, not this I'm week. Sure. Hopefully They're not going this. through all the schools. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's coming yeah, your way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that I can't predict. <laughs> well, you know, Nicole, what's coming our way as well, what a transition is on on April 26th, we're having our spring mm-hmm. seminar in Oak Brook, and uh, it's it's a fun theme this year. I really, it we always is. have good themes, I like to say. Yeah, we do. And uh, this year is Action, Drama, and the Thrill of Commodities. We're going to give out oh, movie awards. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Uh, perfect. All these commodities, you all are getting awards, so show up. And, and uh, those that uh, want to attend in person, McKinney-Flavelle.com, you can register today. Yes. And if you said, you know what, my travel budget was cut, I can't make it, Mike, that's okay. You know what you can do? You can register to uh, attend virtually as well. Vir- oh, yes. New economy. Yeah. Virtual. Yeah. Virtual attendance. Yeah. So welcome to 2023. Yeah. And Nicole's going to be there, all our other analysts. And yes. uh, it's going to be a great one day pack full of commercial information you can't miss. So go ahead and sign up. I don't know what I'm looking more forward to the uh, red that? carpet entry or the VIP party after. I think the <sighs> VIP party. Yeah. I, I, I've always wanted to go to a VIP party. This, yeah, this me too. Get my yeah. chance. And I was thinking of Blue Tux. What do you think? Oh, lovely. I just yeah. watched there's something about Mary recently. Just like he had <laughs> one of those tuxes. Beautiful. All right. Everybody wants to come see that in person, I'm sure. Uh, well, Nicole, I thought today, you know, I've been doing this for, you know, about 20 years now. Mm-hmm, and I was mm-hmm. thinking that uh, you, we could talk about oils, but also ceilings and floors in the market. I love it. Oh, yes. You, you know, you know. So I, anyone that knows me knows I like Marvel movies. Um, yep. I grew up with a comic person. I'm very, very familiar. Now, when I first saw or when I first heard about Doctor Strange, I thought, Ugh, I want to see that. that. That doesn't intrigue me. Now I love it. But, you know, yeah. the, one of the cool things about any Doctor Strange movie is that the floors and the ceilings, they move, they shift. Yeah. The walls change and you're always in a new reality. Like every five seconds, you're in a new reality. That is what the markets are. So to your point, yeah, I think let's play a game of floors and ceilings. Okay, okay? let's do that. And before you get into it, I'll just remind everybody that's an IQ listener. This is an extended podcast. So go ahead and check it out online. Uh, Log into the IQ platform and stick around for some more uh, commercial intel on this. So Yes, you will definitely want to hear that second piece there. So let's do this. I'm going to give you a subject. Okay. And you're going to tell me if you think it creates a floor or a ceiling for prices. And then I'll give my opinion. How's that sound? All right. Go for it. I'm going to start with an easy one. Uh Okay. 
corn versus soybeans in the U.S. for plantings in 2023. What do you think? Creates a floor or a ceiling? Oh, God. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it create a floor or a ceiling? I'm going to mm. go a ceiling. You were a floor, you were of course. 50 50. It's a 50 50 shot here. Yeah. It creates a floor, doesn't it? I, I believe it creates a floor. Now, why? Because usually seasonally, yep. there's always a little speculation and, and competition between corn and soybeans for acres. This year is particularly interesting. Not only because there are other markets uh, and other commodities that would like some of that acreage as well. Sorry, Eric. But uh, because we are so tight on both balance sheets that there is no right answer. <laughs> Since that corn gets more of the acreage, it gives support to soy. Soy gets more of the acreage, it gives support to corn. And either way, they pull each other in the same direction. So I think for the short term anyway, that uh, that whole acreage debate creates us uh for us a little floor for for corn and for soybeans and ultimately for soybean oil there you go okay uh let's see next one this one kind of it's easy but it's not easy weather in the northern hemisphere for the spring spring and summer (laughs) weather in the northern hemisphere and that's so unpredictable. Ah, you're right. So I feel like it's a trick question. <laughs> it is a bit of a trick question, Michael. <laughs> Look at you. You're smart. <laughs> um, you know what? That could be a floor or a ceiling. That's what How I'm about thinking. That? I'm like, you know, a meteorologist would tell me something, but that may not be true. Exactly. Exactly. Well, on one hand, the good thing is we're coming out of La Nina, which tends to be very beneficial. Uh, La Nina tends to be very detrimental to production in South America, as we've seen the last couple of years, North America and some other uh, regions. Europe can be kind of weird too. Uh, So uh, in theory, our shift away from La Nina and towards El Nino would be beneficial to production and therefore would, would be a ceiling. But to your point, because it's highly unpredictable mm-hmm. and those transition periods going from one one uh, climate uh, structure to the next uh, is always a little weird. You never know what you're going to get. So in that sense, you also got a bit of a floor. So that one, I'll, I'll, I'll say both in that yep. case. Okay. Yep. okay, so this one's kind of topical even as of today. So uh, there was a, a report on labor released today. And apparently we added 517,000 jobs in January. How many of those were in manufacturing? You know what? It was very, it was very well spread out. Yeah. Actually, it was made it a little challenge, including what do they call it? The leisure and hospitality segment. So food, you, you include food service and restaurants, all that good stuff. So it was a bit of a shocker, well above what the, the uh, analysts were expecting. But generally speaking, macroeconomic factors, which I, I put this under that umbrella, uh, ceiling or floor? Mm. I'm going to go ceiling. I would definitely lean towards ceiling. Yeah. Now, that sounds crazy after what I just said. I know. Um, <laughs> but that uncertainty, you know, we, we've been getting mixed signals as far as the economy is concerned. Yes. Um, even even seeing things that 
fared a little better than expected outside of the U.S. Other regions, obviously, very, very adversely impacted by um, inflation and such. But I would say because the market is kind of thinking, okay, what happens if demand tanks? Mm -hmm. It keeps us from getting to some ridiculously high levels. And that could apply to to corn, to soybeans uh, and to soybean oil because of this this next factor I'm going to throw out to you that is more specific to soybean oil and palm oil. The crude oil market, Mm. would you say that's a floor or selling? I'm going to go floor. That's a tough one, too. I might give that one a, I'm going to give it a 50-50 on that one. It could be a look at it both ways, right? Exactly. Exactly. Now, the crude oil market has been under a lot of pressure of late, which has helped to push uh, soybean oil prices down a bit. So it's, you know, effectively created uh, a bit of a ceiling. And hopefully it maintains itself because we don't want to go back to the 80s. But arguably, you could also say it creates a floor mm-hmm. in that we know eventually we got we have to um, replace the oil and strategic re- reserves. And that, in essence, is creating a soft floor for crude oil in the high 60s, low 70s, which effectively creates a soft floor for soybean oil in the low to mid 50s, as long as they stay as closely correlated as they have been. And you could say the same for palm oil in the whole global kind of uh, outlook on biodiesel and specifically Indonesia, Malaysia, what they do with their palm oil for biodiesel. So in that sense, you get kind of a floor and a ceiling with that factor. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm getting the theme. I'm getting your Dr. Strange theme here. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> all of these questions, the floor and ceiling, I, I get that they are moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, see? See, I tell that I'm a little creative sometimes. I'm just glad you didn't say Deadpool for your movie. I love that one. That's a great but movie. But I couldn't I couldn't figure out a way to make that applicable to <laughs> these markets and stay yes. safe. I don't want to get Understood. in trouble. Yeah, um sticking sticking with the PG Marvel okay. movies. Yes, okay, yes, so yes. next factor. We only got a few more here. Next factor. Argentina soybean production. Uh so that would create a ceiling. I'm going to go ceiling as well. See, this is how I know you don't listen to me, Michael. Why? You're hurting my feelings. Why is that? Only because I've been speaking lately about the the degradation of the Argentinian soybean crop. Yes, yes. It keeps going lower. That's true. So that's that's actually going to provide a floor for us. Now, this is the thing I would say folks should watch out for as it relates to soybeans and then ultimately the complex as a whole. There was a report from the USDA attache in Argentina that was released this week, and they pegged the Argentinian soybean crop for 22-23 at 36 million tons. Wow. USDA is currently showing 45 and a half (laughs) on the balance sheet. And a lot of the private forecasters within Argentina have already been saying, you know, 41, 42. So let's hope this uh, attache is just being too pessimistic. But as long as that's kind of out in the market as a consideration that it could be that bad, I would consider that a floor for soybeans and subsequently a floor for soybean meal and soybean oil if we've got strength in soy. It's going to pull the the other two up with it eventually. So you get you get a floor with that one. Okay. Okay. We got three more. 
Uh, And two of them are kind of related. So I may even give you those together. So livestock inventories, if I want to be really specific, I'll say cattle because we got some numbers there. And soybean meal demand in the U.S. Or soybean meal demand from the U.S. I made it a little little trickier. Wow. Okay. Floor ceiling. I'll go ceiling. Um, it's both. <laughs> Our Doctor Strange thing is coming <laughs> into play. So it is a ceiling yep. in the fact that we. Yeah, I mentioned uh, specifically cattle on feed. So those numbers came out and Jan one numbers. They were down about three percent year over year. And they do consume some soybean meal. Not not as probably not as big as the hogs or the poultry, but they do. But even if it's not directly with soybean meal, then you could say those lower cattle numbers are going to impact corn demand, corn consumption in the feed category. So in that sense, you get a bit of a ceiling, you know, a little weaker demand out of that category. But you could also argue that this is a floor related specifically to soybean meal because and this is where it was tricky and why I said this right after Argentina. If Argentina's soybean production is coming down and we've seen some indication that their crush is coming down, that means they're going to have less soybean meal available for the export market. And guess where those folks are probably going to go? Mm-mm. U.S. Close to home. Close to home. Although Brazil, Brazil's becoming a bigger component in that market as well. But... Overall, I would say, and and based on the way the market behaved this week with the soybean mill piece of the complex strengthening at multi-year highs, I'm trying to remember the time frame, but it's up there. And that would, would create a floor for the soy complex and even soybean oil. So mill will probably continue to take more of that share. But as we've seen in the past, when the share gets too significant for one or the other, the other one strengthens in price as well. So that could be giving us some some soybean oil support or a soft floor for that as well. Okay. Uh, okay, I got one more for you. Yep. This one's hard. It's it's I know the answer is both. It's hard because of its unpredictability, <sighs> but it's not as hard if you think about it in terms of floor versus ceiling. Okay. So I have faith in you, Michael. You're going to get this one. <laughs> You're going to tell me both. I <laughs> These are trick questions. Yeah. The Ukrainian-Russian war. What's that? Come on, I got faith in you. You do. Your feet are on it. It's going to create a... Your feet walk on them. Floor. Yay! Ah. Look at you! I knew you could do it! I was worried for a minute there, but I knew you could do it. Um, I you know what I thought you were gonna do is is what? whatever I guessed you were gonna go <laughs> both. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. This one, well, you know, in in a sense, it is both. <laughs> oh, see, it I is. Told it you. is. It is a little bit. I but okay, what, well, let's what? start with the floor and then go to the ceiling. Okay, so the floor piece is some of the um, early indications on production this year, and the uh, members of the agricultural side of things in the Ukrainian government are uh, starting to ring the alarm that production is going to come down a lot for their grain and oil seeds this year. 
they were, you know, much applause should be given to the producers of Ukraine for what they were able to accomplish last year under those circumstances. Right. But this year, there's less money, there's <laughs> less energy, and there's high input costs. And they've got, on top of that, about 10% of that corn crop left in the field to harvest. So with the projections that were thrown around earlier this week, or maybe that was late last week, but the thought was that corn production could fall sub 20 million tons this year. For perspective, last year they did 27 million tons. For even more perspective, the year before we were closer to 40. So, you know, again, it, it impressive that they were able to do what they were able to do last year, but it looks like it's starting to catch up. And compare it to our exports, uh, this or their exports of corn this year, uh, they're ex- anticipating that that's going to come down to maybe as little as 15 million tons. And that's even with grain corridor and all that good stuff is just a matter of the production. So again, that relationship between corn and soybeans mm-hmm. creates a floor. And then number two, also, you know, if it's impactful to corn, it's going to be impactful to sunflower production as well. So a little support for sunflower oil uh, also means support for, you know, edible oils as a whole. So in that in that way, we have a floor. Now, the ceiling aspect of that is if all this ended tomorrow, these markets would probably plummet. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess you can't necessarily... You, you wouldn't necessarily refer to it as a ceiling, but adjustable floors. How about that? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's good. I, this was fun because you got to look at each side of it, right? Exactly. And the factors that are going to uh, either create a ceiling or a floor. Correct. So that was good. Yeah. So basically, we sum it up. We, we don't know. <laughs> That's kind of the moral of the story. But we know what to look for. We right? know what we to know look what for. We definitely know, know what, what to look for. for. Okay. And, and our extended podcast folks will i might know a little bit we'll, okay. we'll talk about it there okay well we're going to wrap this one up so uh those that are listening to the extended portion go ahead and stay and we're going to uh provide you a little bit more in depth on the commercial side of what she's talking about with oils and for everybody else uh, if you're interested in becoming an iq platform subscriber please reach out to us at mckinney fildelcom we'll put you on a test drive and you won't look back i promise <laughs> uh as i always like to say live with an attitude of gratitude enjoy every minute moment with your friends and family and until our next podcast take care everybody see ya bye now that concludes this podcast episode for expanded commentary and more detailed information log on to mckinney favel's iq ingredient intelligence platform and listen to our market insights podcast if you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favel.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.